Welcome to Spycraft, a podcast that tells gripping life and death spy stories and the amazing devices and operations that made them possible. Now, let's get started. Welcome back, folks. Now, this story strikes me because I do another podcast called Forensic Psychology. You can check it out where we look at the criminal mind. But I also do one called Inside the Criminal Mind where we look at serial killers every week. And this one's an interesting one because this comes from the article of The Telegraph. And the headline is Communists Lured to the Deaths by MI6 with Promise of Sex. But underneath it says, An MI6 agent became a serial killer as he used pretty young women to lure Russians to their deaths with the promise of sex. So we'll look at the story and then I'll tell you whether or not I think he's a legitimate serial killer or even if he's a psychopath, if I can figure it out. A Cossack colonel called Mohammed Bek Lashet, L-A-S-H-E-T, and his gang used the women to attract communists to a lakeside villa where they were tortured and then killed, according to a new history of the intelligence service. The book is called Six by a former military intelligence officer, Michael Smith. It reveals that there was a culture of assassinations within the secret intelligence service, also known as MI6. Now, there is a fictional license to kill of James Bond. The agency protests that it does not kill off those it considers a threat. But there have been some documents that reveal that a license to kill does exist. But the, but the book also reveals that in its early days, MI6 officers and their adversaries were more than willing to spill blood for their country. One officer, though, Jack Larson, an Oxford Don based in Crete, wrote, Thou shalt not kill does not veto the extermination of the enemy. Rasputin, the hypnotic advisor to the Russian Tsar, Nicholas II, was assassinated by an MI6 officer who filed a fatal shot. While Sidney Riley, nicknamed the Ace of Spies, planned to kill the whole of the Soviet leadership during a meeting at the Bolshoi Theater in 1918. One MI6 officer, though, Lieutenant Stephen Alley, was apparently sacked, or canned, however you want to phrase it, when he refused to assassinate Joseph Stalin. His words were, Stalin likes me, I'm not sure I want to do that. But the case of Mohammed Lashet, who was being run as an agent by Captain John Scale, appears to be that of an agent who set out on a mission of his own. He was recruited by what was then MI-1C while working at a British propaganda unit called the Anglo-Russian Commission in St. Petersburg. After moving to Stockholm, he offered himself as an agent to the Americans, but they were so worried about what he offered to do for them that they thought he was an agent provocateur and rejected him. Lashet and 15 of his compatriots appear to have lured four Bolsheviks to their deaths, two of them Soviet embassy officials in Stockholm, which had become a hotbed of Western spies. How did they do it? They used women. That's right, we've heard it before, the honey traps, who included a blonde and a dark-haired exotic woman, as so described, from Central Asia to attract their targets. One of their victims, Nikolai Ardeshev, a commercial agent, was enticed to the villa in a lake north of Stockholm by a beautiful 16-year-old Russian girl named Dagmara de Geyser, who took them there in a chauffeur-driven car. Despite posing as a communist, she was in fact the daughter of a general in the white Russian army that had fought for the Tsar during the revolution. The villa on an island in the middle of the lake was fitted out in brightly colored extravagant semi-oriental style, according to a Daily Telegraph report written about a decade ago, folks. It was owned by a Swedish opera star whose sister was Lachette's mistress. (laughs) 
Lashette and his mistress were living in the villa, which became renowned within the Russian community for the regular orgies that occurred there. When he arrived, Ardashev was sent on by members of the so-called Murder League, chained to a wall, and left for 26 hours before being brought before a court-martial of gang members, interrogated and condemned to death. According to court reports from the time, he was promised a reprieve if he signed a number of checks. Having signed the checks, he was then blindfolded, gagged, and then Lashed himself put a rope around his neck from behind and slowly strangled him. Mr. Geyser was said to have been in love with Ardashev at one stage, but now was smoking calmly as she watched him being strangled. His body and those of others were dumped in weighted sacks in the lake. One report said it is practically certain that all the criminals were in the pay of some higher powers, where they were being orders or acting on their own. If they were acting on their own, I got something for you. But the nature of that connection was only revealed by the recent release of a secret memo referring to the author Arthur Ransom, who worked as an MI6 agent. The note said there could be problems getting Ransom a Swedish visa because Major Scales Department was involved in the Hadjid Lachey murder scandal. Fascinating story indeed. So was he really a serial killer? I don't know. Could he be the Dexter of the spies where he actually projects his own desires and finds a way to do it where it's somewhat legal, I guess? In the spy world, we can cover it up. I don't necessarily think so, because he did throw the bodies in the lake, obviously trying to cover them up. So if I give you a forensic psychology analysis, I'm not even sure if he's a psychopath, because it sounds like an organized killer, in the sense that he kept the crime scene clean, he planned it, manipulated the environment, tried to hide the body. So he was definitely all in his wits in that end. But was he a serial killer? Maybe. Depends on how you define serial killer. Was he psychopathic? Possibly. I don't know. Either way, a fascinating story. Thanks for listening.